This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. The big question that everyone is talking about, at least if you live in New York, is the weather. It's Hashem, they're planning, they're scheduled that there should be rain tomorrow night, rain, tomorrow, uh, rain Shabbos, rain tomorrow. So the big question is, how do we deal with rain on the first night of Sukkot? What is the halachic uh, issues, concerns, and what is the proper protocol? So very big kitzer is the following. There is a very interesting machoikish mishonim. Uh, what is the status of the first night? We know, we have a rule throughout the Yom Tov of Sukkot, it's called the Mitzta'er, part of Sukkah. The Gemara has a drasha, Teshuvu Ke'en Teduru. You should sit in the sukkah the way you do in your home. And the Gemara has a kalal, mitzta'em patem in sukkah. This is probably, according to most people, the only mitzvah we have such a phenomenon, that mitzta'em patem in sukkah. There is a chiddush in a radvaz, we've touched it, talked about it in the past. The radvaz uses the mitzta'em patem in sukkah as, as, as an example for all mitzvahs. Whenever you're in a situation of mitzta'er, you're patem from a mitzvah. It's a very chiddush tikah radvaz. It's not accepted lahalacha, but it's interesting. But for sure, when it comes to sukkah, we have a rule called mitzta'er patamena sukkah. Now, just to clarify mitzta'er a little better, mitzta'er doesn't mean it's raining outside. Mitzta'er means that you are uncomfortable because of the rain. Sometimes you can have a situation where you happen to have pretty thick schach, and the rain is not bothering you. It's just not affecting you. Or you don't mind it. It doesn't get to you. You, don't like, you like the little sprinkle coming in through the schach. Then you're not a mitzta'er. The guy across the street from you is a mitzta'er. The guy across the table from you is a mitzta'er. You're not a mitzta'er. Mitzta'er is very much defined by whether or not this thing would happen in your kitchen. What would you do? If you're sitting in your kitchen, all of a sudden it starts leaking on you. It's happened to me many times in my kitchen. It just starts leaking on you. So you sit there and say, oh, Taka, this is beautiful. Or you say, no, I'm going to the dining room. So when you get to that point where it's uncomfortable, that's when you become a mitzta'er and you put them in asuk. And now over Yomta Blinet, I hope we'll talk about that mitzna'ar is not only for rain. You can be mitzna'ar in other parts of the country. They have mitzna'ar from heat. You can have mitzna'ar from bugs. You can have mitzna'ar from, from odors, right? There's a whole shayla, can you be mitzna'ar from people? Right? Some people in your sukkah just make you very uncomfortable. And if they were in your kitchen, you would leave. Is that a mitzna'ar? That's a more complex question. So the big machloik is we're showing him is, is the din of mitzna'ar apply to all the days of sukkahs? Or does it end the first night as well? Or perhaps for some reason, the first night of Sukkot doesn't have that leniency. Why would that be? Because the Gemara tells us in Sukkot, we have a very interesting Zeru Shava, Tezvav, Tezvav. The Gemara says, we compare the Yom Tov of Sukkot to the Yom Tov of Pesach. So we learn out an interesting halacha. The rest of Sukkot, the Gemara says, but the Gemara says, the way we pass, and if you want to, the rest of Sukkot, you don't have to eat anything that requires a Sukkot. You can eat vegetables and, and fruit and candy, and you'll never need to go in the Sukkot, except the first night. The first night, everyone has a mitzvah to eat in the Sukkot, because of this, and therefore every male Jew must eat in the Sukkot on the first night, the question is, okay, and now what happens if it's raining on the first night? So this is a very big machoikis rishayim. The Rajman Etshuva writes that if a person, if it rains on the first night, you're also potter. You're mitzta'er. Mitzta'er, potter menasukah, the first night, the second night, the third night, it doesn't matter. As the opinion of the Rajman Etshuva, the Ritzvah quotes from his Rebbe, who was the Ra'ah, who also says mitzta'er is potter. That's the opinion of Taisis and Brachis, Daf Mem Ches, Mem Tesem et Beis, that a mitzta'er is potter menasukah. However, the Rosh, the Tor, the Aguda, Rabbi Yerucham, a whole list of rishayim, they disagree. They say no. That the rule of mitzta'ar patam in sukkah is true except for the first night. The first night you must eat in the sukkah no matter what. Rain, snow, doesn't matter. The first night we have Xer Shavit, Tezvav, Tezvav, you must eat in the sukkah no matter what. That's the Machloikish Rishayim. Now the question is how do we pass it? So if you look in Shulchan Aruch, some in Tov, Reish, Sif, Hey, the Shulchan Aruch says the din of mitzta'ar. 
He writes, if a person is mitzvah, he's potem in asukah. He never differentiates between the first night and the second night. So if a person were to read straight Shulchan Aruch, the conclusion they would make, this is very negate to Achenu ben Esfarad, Asfardisha brethren, is that they would have the din of mitzvah on the first night, and if it's raining tomorrow night, they eat the meal in the house. And that's the way Chacham Uvadji writes, that's the way he paskas, Allah Chalamaisa. So for the Svaradim tomorrow night, you come home from shul, it's raining, no problem, go into the house, start the meal. However, it is worth noting that many of the Svaradish Apaiskim who lived before Rebbe Vaj Yosef, like the Chacham, like the, the Kafachaim and others, they somehow learned the Mechaba differently. They learned the Mechaba like the other Rishayim. That the, the first night you gotta go into the sukkah even when it's raining. I don't see where they saw that in the Lashonis of the Shulchan Aruch. If you take a look at the Shulchan Aruch, you would not get that feeling. But Chacham Yosef does not pass in that way either. So the Svaratim will have to work it out amongst themselves. Us Ashkenazim have a different situation. The Ramah writes, no. The Ramah passes like those we showing him, that on the first night of sukkah, you gotta go into the sukkah, make, eat the kazayis, and you gotta make a shachionu, and it's all gotta happen in the sukkah. Azay Paskins, the Ramah, with Machmir, and we hold, you gotta eat that first, you, that first kazayis on the first night. I didn't, uh, one second, we got, you gotta make kiddish, you gotta eat a kazayis, no, the first night you don't eat any kabeya, we Paskins, you only eat a kazayis and make a radin, and then you can eat a kabeya once you're there also. And then you gotta eat in the sukkah, and then you go home, go back into the house and finish the rest of the meal. That's what the Ramah says in Shulchan Aruch, right? If we're gonna just be very clear, that's what it says in Shulchan Aruch. The Ramah, You'll bench back in the house where you eat the rest of the meal. Now, the Ramah doesn't talk about two things. He doesn't say anything about waiting, and the Ramah doesn't say anything about do you make a leishiv. The Ramah doesn't say whether or not you make a leishiv. So this is a machloikis achroinim. The Taz was of the opinion that according to the Ramah, you talk and make a leishiv. Tomorrow night, you go into the sukkah in your raincoat, in your rain bonnet, sitting there with your ringer, and you're going to make a, a big leishiv. Many achroinim disagree. They say, how can you make a leishiv? According to some Rishonim, you're not supposed to be in the sukkah. It's a brachal of atala. So the Mishnah Burah Paskins, as already earlier in the Bukhari Yankiv, that that's not what we do. So tomorrow night, if you go into the sukkah and it's raining and it's coming down pouring, you eat, but no leishev. You do not make a leishev tomorrow night because of Suffolk brachas. Now the truth is, the Ramah wasn't the only opinion. Rabbi Yaakov Emden Paskin, that you don't eat in the sukkah tomorrow night. Rabbi Yaakov Emden held like the other Rishonim. That was the opinion of Rabbi Yaakov Emden. That was the opinion of the Vilna Goin. That tomorrow night we go back to the simple understanding of the Din Mitztair and we're part of Minasuk. However, that has not become the accepted opinion for Ashkenazic Jews. The Ashkenazic Jews follow what it says in the Ramah and therefore we do need to go into the sukkah tomorrow night when it is raining. Now, they bring down an idea in the Achreinim. The Ramah never says this, but this is brought down already by the Achreinim, this idea called waiting. No leishev, no leishev, shechionu, kiddush, shechionu, no leishev. We don't make a leishev because of suffix brachas. You eat either kazais or kebeah, and then you go finish the rest of the meal back in the house. Now, what about waiting? Where did this idea of waiting come from? So waiting is only found in the later Achim. The Ramah doesn't say a word about waiting. According to Ramah, you come home tomorrow night, it's raining, fine, go into the sukkah in your raincoat, eat a little bit, and then you go back into the house. This idea of waiting is found in the later Achim, the Bukhari Yankiv, and others. Belina Dover Sukkos will talk a lot about the Bukhari Yankiv. He's the star of the show when it comes to sukkahs. Right? During Elul and Rosh Hashanah Kippur, the star of the show was the Matef Rhyme. We quoted him every, every other day. It was a Matt Ephraim. The one who takes center stage in halacha during this time of the year is the Bikuri Yaakov, Yaakov Etlinger, a fascinating godel, which Belina over Sukkot will talk more about it. So the Bikuri Yaakov actually writes, you have to wait till Chatzais. As I was like the Bikuri Yaakov. Tomorrow night, if you want to wait, you wait till Chatzais. That is not the way Moles Pais can bring it down. That's not the way the Mishnah brings it down. If you look at the Mishnah Buru, the Mishnah Buru says, you wait Sha'ay Shatayim. That's what the. Is it 104 Chatzais? 
Chatzos? No, it's too late. It should be early. It's in the it's in the twelve stuff. So that's not the accepted approach. I'm just throwing it out there because we're going to talk so much about the Bikur Yaakov. This Bikur Yaakov didn't stick. Mr. Bruce says Shoi time. Now let's just understand why we're waiting for a second. The reason why we're waiting is because we're hoping the rain is going to stop and we're not going to have to deal with this whole machloikis. However, Gabriel Tzinner points this out and it's very very logical. If the if the weather is calling for rain all Friday night, and today you can get the weather up to the minute. If they're calling from rain from nine p.m. to one a.m., I wouldn't wait a minute. I'd go straight into the sukkah. What are you waiting for? The rain's not going to stop. 12.45. The purpose of waiting is not a shtick. We're not waiting because, you know, we're hoping the world is going to change. The purpose of waiting is you never know when the rain is going to stop. And you can avoid them. But if they're calling for the rain to be the entire night, then I don't see any reason to wait at all. Might as well go straight into the sukkah. On top of that, the Shavuz Yankiv, Yankiv Reisher, was against waiting. He said, you're ruining everyone's Simchas Yomtev. Now, if you have, Mr. Brewer already addresses the Sharet Seer, Mr. Brewer, if you have small children, or if you have older people that are getting tired and cranky and hungry, and waiting is not exactly a viable option, I wouldn't wait either. So again, tomorrow night you have to take a couple of things into consideration. You have to look at the weather reports before Shabbos, what they're calling for. If they're calling for rain from 9 a.m. or 8 p.m. till 1 a.m., I don't see any good reason for waiting. What are you waiting for? Unless you anticipate that at some point the rain will significantly slow down, Maybe. But at any point, it's not going to change the weather. I don't see any reason to wait. I would go straight in. On top of that, if you have small children at your meal tomorrow night, or if you have ad- older adults that act like small children sometimes and can't wait and are going to get cranky and are going to get hungry and tired, I would also wouldn't wait. If you have a large group of people that are getting hungry and they have no patience, I would also go into the sukkah. So you very much have to know the group that you are dealing with to be able to estimate this uh, decision. You also have to see how bad the rain is. If the rain is not terrible, it's just a little, little, so it's not the end of the world. If it's not the end of the world, then you should be in the sukkah either way. Now, what happens if, you, if tomorrow night, the worst case scenario, if they're calling for a downpour, it's going to downpour, again, okay, it shouldn't happen, but it's going to be a downpour. So you go into the sukkah, you put on your raincoat, you get into the sukkah, you eat, you make your kiddush, you make your shechianu, you don't make your lation, and you go back, into the, go back into the house, you finish the meal. You come out of the meal, and you look outside, and you say, wow, it's beautiful outside. So now you've got to go back into the sukkah. You got to wash again, and you got to eat bread again, because according to some rishonim, you weren't mekayim the mitzvah, because you were mekayim the mitzvah under distress. According to those rishonim, you never got the mitzvah of laila rishonah. So if you finish the meal and you haven't yet gone to bed, that's where the Mishnah Buru You haven't yet gone to bed, and you look outside and you see it's taka beautiful. Go back into the sukkah. If you eat a kezayis, you don't make a lation. If you eat a kebeya, you do make a lation. If you come out and it's still raining, and you made it into your bed, once you go to bed, you're done. Mr. Bura Paskas, without my a person, after he goes to sleep to come back out, get into his pajamas, go back into the sukkah, that's too much. But after you finish your suda inside, you take a peek. Now, maybe you just want to close your eyes and not see what's going on outside. I think it's good to take a peek outside, wash again, go into the sukkah. If you eat a kazai, it's no lesha. If you eat a kabeya, you would make a lesha. You don't have to wait. You want to go to sleep? No, after the meal's over? Yeah, you don't after the meal's over, you can go to sleep. Now, if you happen to notice the rain stopped, then you should go back in. Until what time? So that, that l'chayra would be a whole night. Till the morning. Yeah. But you're not going to fulfill the mitzvah of, of Leil Tezvav. The Xerushava Tezvav Tezvav tells me I've got to eat bread in the sukkah. So it's not going to help me. Now I saw a very interesting chap from some contemporary gedolim. And they suggest the following. If you have a shlak on your sukkah, and I would suggest you put it up now and keep it, so they suggest the following. If you have a shlak, what you could do is the following. When you come home tomorrow night and it's raining, take the shlak off. It's very likely that the few minutes that you're trying to eat your kit, drink your kiddush and make your kazayas, that it might not actually be mitzvah you. 
Part of the mitzvah is the dripping sukkah into the sukkah. So some achreinim want to time it that if you can take the shlak off, time it very well. Your shlak comes off right when the kiddush cup is in your hand, and then everyone runs in and everyone comes back. It's very likely that during those few minutes you're not a mitzvah. What do you gain by that? Then you can make a leishiv, and then the chur you don't have to come back afterwards. Then you can go to bed, sleep easy, because you already were mekayim the mitzvah. Now, once you take the shlak off and the rain starts coming in, then after five minutes, of course, it's going to be mitzvah. Then you go inside, you finish the meal, and you were yoy to everything. So that is a chur, a very nice eitzah. If you have a shlak and you know how to time things well, you can do that. So besikum, in conclusion, a lot is going to depend on whether or not you have a shlak what type of schach you have, how much dripping there's going to be, what the crowd of your of guests are going to be tomorrow night. So all of these are going to impact the halacha. But again, I, 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 if they're calling for heavy rain for numerous hours into the night, I don't see a good reason for waiting. On top of it, I did see other parties can point out that maybe if they're calling rain for certain hours, maybe we should move davening along tomorrow night and get us home faster. Maybe the rabbi shouldn't speak tomorrow night. So we should have a shorter break, get on faster. Again, it might depend on when they're calling for the rain. It depends when they're calling for the rain. If they're calling for the rain, you know, or later rather than earlier, so you want to get home earlier. If they're calling the rain for earlier, so let, let's have drushes here, and then by the time we get home, we'll stop raining. We'll have to see how the weather plays out. So these are some of the, the, the rules that you want to keep in mind for tomorrow night about how to deal with the rain. One last halacha that's also interesting this year, because A, the first day is Shabbos, and B, we might be in and out of our house, be very careful where you leave your lulav and esrog. Your lulav and esrog is muktzah on Shabbos. It's the, it, the lulav for sure is the worst type of muktzah. It's muktzah machmas gufa. It's like stones, which means it can barely never ever be moved for any justifiable reason. So if you decide on Friday afternoon that you're going to leave your lulav laid out on the table, and now you realize, hey, we need somebody to eat the meal tonight because the sukkah is raining, where exactly are you going to eat the meal now with the lovin spread out all over the table? So this year, even more so, because on the first day the lovin are muktzah, and we might be in and out of the house, so a lot of people figure, oh, no, I have room in the, in the, in the house, so I'll put my lovin on the dining room table, and we'll eat in the sukkah, everything is good. Not this year. Make sure your love and esrogim are... Again, the esrog is machoikis. Mikra did the esrog might not be muktza because you could smell it. Others say today it's muktza machmas but the lulav is a short problem. If you're going to leave your lulav on the dining room table and then tomorrow night you need to eat at the dining room table, you're going to have a problem. So make sure you put away your dalaminim in a safe area where it doesn't impact or affect anyone's usage. And we should hope that Mitzvah won't rain. Now, everyone's nervous because Gshamim Simiklal Bechak. So everyone's very bent out of shape. We already have two whammies already this year. We had no shaifa on Rosh Hashanah, and now we're getting rain on Sukkot. So it's kedai to calm everyone's ease. They should know the Bikuri Yankiv, Bikuri Yankiv says that Shamim Simiklal Bechag is only if you don't eat in the Sukkot on the first night. But since Onu B'nai Ashkenaz, we push ourselves to eat in the Sukkot on the first night in the rain, he says that's the biggest brach in the world. Look what we show HaKadosh Baruch We show HaKadosh Baruch we bundle up, we go into the rain, and we eat in the sukkah. So he says, don't feel guilty. Don't feel bad this year if it rains on the first night. Because since we, again, the Sephardim might have a problem. But us Ashkenazim, that are going to go in the rain with our raincoats and bonnets and, and our boots. And we're showing Kodesh Baruch how much we love him. We don't have to feel nervous. It's takanada simiklola. It's actually a very, very big bracha for us to have rain on this Friday night.